Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mad Men Recap. My name is Paul. I'm coming to you high atop the Brooklyn studios in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. As always, I have my co-host with me, Dr. John in Columbus, Ohio. How are you doing, Dr. John? Here I am. You I'm know, doing John, great. You know, John. Yes. I've got a surprise for you. What do we got? Our third co-host is here from God knows where. <laughs> Kate, how are oh, you? Hey. I'm great. How are you guys? <laughs> doing? Are you from Mount Rose, Minnesota? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. One percent. Uh, uh, <laughs> so here's the thing, guys. We're um, we're gonna do the show tonight, but Kate and I are uh, we're a bit busy, and so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pile drive through this one, John. Oh, you mean? With a lot of dedication and energy. Oh, an ex- extreme, an, an exorbitant amount of dedication, a a false amount of energy. But yes, both of those things <laughs> we we will put forth, John. Uh, now, listen, I don't want to be rude. Uh, I, how are you? I'm doing great. You're this doing, was a good episode. I enjoyed this. Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Very much so. It was on Easter Sunday. I don't know. Did you did you did the Easter Bunny visit you, John? Happy Easter. I did. I, but surprisingly, instead of chocolate, I got Big League Chew. Oh, I know how you love the big league. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's pink, so it fits in with Easter. Nice, nice. Well done. Okay. So, uh, uh, oh, thanks. My Easter was great. Um, here's, here's the thing, John. Uh, this episode, it's called um, Mystery Date? That, yeah, Mystery Date. M- mystery Date? I'm having trouble <laughs> reading. I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's called Mystery Date. It is the uh, third episode uh, this season. And uh, I'll tell you what, John. Yep. I learned three things. That's amazing. Would you like to hear them? Can I share them with you? Share them with everybody. Because I would love to share them. That's All right. What, that's what I do here on the show, John. Number one, having your mother around when your husband comes back from war seems like a good idea on paper. Oh, goodies. Oh. These are never funny. Have you noticed that? <laughs> These are never funny. Number two, Grandma Pauline will knife someone for you, no questions asked. Not that at all. one, just look in her eyes. You know that's true. Oh, yeah. You know, she's dead inside, John. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> Have you noticed? What are the color of her eyes? They're yellow. Okay. Number three. January, you're very close to getting fired right now. I think you're wrong. Okay, okay, that's one way to do it, John. Uh, can can you just can can you jump me into this episode, please? Oh yeah, we start off with a sick man, poor Don Draper. He enters the elevator on the way to work with his lovely wife, and he is hacking up a lung. You think it's smoker's cough, but if you look at his face, he's looking quite wan. What? He's not doing Peaking, so well. If you will. Wan. Yes. I, is that a, is that a medical term that I'm not aware of? Uh, well, it's it's uh, neither of those things, but it's uh, you know he, he's not looking well. We can we stick with pale? Does pale ring a bell for you? Moving on, John. All right, so we get a uh, we get apparently a former conquest walking into the elevator. Someone we're not Ooh. familiar with. What's her name? Yeah, this is Andrea. I gotta be honest with you, freelance writer from the I'm old firm. I'm gonna call firm. her Ginger. She looks like a ginger. She does look like a ginger. I gotta be honest with you here, John. She yeah. looks like she looks like a good time. She, right, and I think I'm that's not the point. That, that's the way it comes off. On she calls Don her bad penny. Uh, what does that even said, mean? What does that even mean? I don't know, but she said it in a sultry way. Okay. Uh, but uh, she gets off the elevator after like one floor because she couldn't take the stairs. And Megan's not happy. She's like, ugh, again. 
Don's like, come on now. I, I run into people. Apparently, every block he runs into, you know, a former uh, woman of his past. Well, John, I'll tell you what. He's uh, he's 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 been on many a conquest, and he has succeeded. Apparently, I'd say good good ninety five percent of the time. Absolutely, and that's only when he's wanted to succeed. He's definitely brushed a few off in the past as well. Well, and we know New York City is a very small city. Oh, yeah, you run into people when, all the time. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. We, uh, Kate and I have had some uncomfortable situations. Really uncomfortable. Extremely uncomfortable. Moving Was on. it as uncomfortable as putting pantyhose on your head? You know, I, I don't want to sound weird or anything. I've never done that. It's surprisingly comfortable. <laughs> it is surprisingly comfortable. John, best yes. nickname ever? Yeah. Pe- Pegasus. Pegasus. Now, Pegasus. did she get that nickname because she's wearing a tie that's almost as bad as Ginzo's? No, I don't. I, what? No, no. And 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 Ginzo gets gets the tie award every episode. Well, tie and shirt combo award. It's a dare. It's literally a dare every time he walks on set. I have to say, I'm happy with the name Ginzo. I think we hit that one. I I, I appreciate it. It's better than the other one I came up with. Much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, so they're working on a pantyhose ad when Joyce walks in from upstairs with some photographs. What? Yes, she's got apparently some very risque photographs, too crazy to print, uh, about the nurse student massacre. Now, John. Yes. This sounds like a historical opportunity. History for, lesson. Come on. For us to really dive into what happened back then, and In although I is. have all the facts, I would like you to go do it. Well, here we are. In brief. Uh, Back on July 13th, 1966, a 25-year-old named Richard Speck with a significant criminal past got himself into a dormitory room of sorts with seven nursing students. Okay. He he tied them all up and then one by one took them out, raped them, and murdered them. While he was doing that, two other students came home, saw what he was doing, tried to run for help. He tracked them down and killed them as well. Good God. Who is one, this guy? You know, one my mother o- was in nursing school. Yeah. Like maybe a year or two after this happened. Oh, my wow. God. Good God. This is horrifying. And, yeah. and just like they say in this scene, one of the original seven who was tied up, she slinked her way under a bed with her face towards the wall and just stayed as still as possible. He lost count during the uh, macabre actions of his night and just left. Did so they find him? She survived. She squirmed her way out of her bindings and just went screaming for help. Um, yeah, they turned they turned Chicago into a you know an entire manhunt for this one man. They found him, but because of a recent overturn of the death penalty, he was sentenced to 400 years in prison <laughs> and died of a heart attack in 1991. Wow! And the one surviving woman did go on to become a nurse. Wow. That is amazing, John. Well done. Thank you for that. So, but that that's kind of, um, and, and, you know, this really kind of is, is just a part of the entire episode as far as, you know, violence um, and, you know, uh, sexual violence. It's, a kind of, it's kind of an anchor. It is. It Indeed. is. And so they show these around. Um, Ginsburg takes a significant offense to this. Um, I like everybody. Ginsburg, man. I'm going to say it again. I know we've I know we've said it before. He just but gets up and walk out. Walks yeah, out at this he point, calls right? everybody a sicko. He's right. Yeah, he is right. It's, it's nothing a, funny about this. Nothing but, entertaining. And that that's the thing. I think they, there is some entertainment value for the the group there. Not not cool, John. But we go to something cool. We go to Joan. Very cool. Okay. 
She Don't. is well. She's taken. <laughs> that's uh, it's uh, it's uh, quite a shot of her taking those brownies out of the <laughs> out of the oven. I don't know if that's that might be labeled too hot for TV, John. I'm not sure. She's baking like nobody's business, as they say. Uh, and we find out why that she's so uh, 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 you know uh, a fluster here in the kitchen. We do. The captain's coming home, John. Jiggy yes. jig, as it were. Doctor Greg. My God, my God! He's, I can't wait to see him. He's oh, been man. there a year yeah. as a doctor, as a surgeon. He's coming home, and he's she's been trying there a to whole get year? a whole yeah, year. Yeah, I guess he has been. Yeah. Um, you know the the new baby, little Kevin, is there. Uh, she wants him to meet Greg, who's I guess maybe his dad. Not really. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, yes, it's not. Here's the thing. Uh, we 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 soon see that uh, Joan's mom is still hanging around, uh, even after you know, because Joan's not that nice to her. I mean, she is opinionated and whatnot, but she's not she's not that nice to her. And uh, and her mom's and, not exactly that supportive. No, not that not that supportive. And 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 I'm gonna say overall, kind of creepy. Yeah. I mean, okay, we all know what happens when 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 the guy comes home from war. Okay, we don't need to uh, we don't need to do that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. But she's but Joan's trying to make it a nice thing. She's trying to t- have her mom stop be a source of stress. Trying to get a cake ready, get the beer. Oh yeah. Schaefer's John. Schaefer's and and I think a little foreshadowing. You know, the mother says that he's coming home and he's going to find a hole in his life that he's going to try and fit into. Mm. But uh, you know, we're going to see that maybe that hole is a little more gaping than we. Would have thought. Uh, okay, okay. We uh, we then f- uh, flop on back to uh, uh, Don's office, and who's calling? But the little um, Sally Draper. Uh, she's having a hard time because um, her parents are out of town, and she's left with Grandma Pauline, who is, in her words, not cool, man. No, Bobby Four is at camp. Yeah. Uh, baby Jean is yeah, with at Betty. Camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> and, maybe uh, Jean is off saving uh, saving so, the wizards from the what? what not? He's so playing. Sad. He's playing Quidditch. <laughs> but you know, in this phone call, Sally really uncorks a great big bottle of wine about how things are going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sneaking one in, John. Nice. Well done. I mean, so much perfume that she can barf. She doesn't yeah. can't watch as much TV as she wants. It's hot. I mean, first of all, if it's hot, get out of the jeans. Really. Throw uh, on some shorts. Okay. Right? Sage advice, John. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Don tries to talk her off the ledge, um, get some fresh air and, uh, and whatnot, and hangs up just in time for us to see a pitch for some shoes. Indeed, uh, John. Uh, here we have, uh, we have the Gins uh, pitching the, uh, the shoes idea. Now, this is where I got a little lost. Were, were, were we into the Cinderella story, or were we not? Don originally thought he was going to see some mock-ups for Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And Stan said, well, you know, it's, it's too cliche. We never did any of it. Yeah. And so they, they liked with this, this woman and her secrets type of angle that they, <laughs> uh, that they came up with. I'm, okay, this whole thing kind of confused me, though, because then later in the pitch... He does give them the Cinderella angle and sells it. Well, kind of. I don't know if he does it on purpose or not. 
but I think he, I think he does. John. Do you think so? Well, because I don't think he does. Okay, so 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 Don wanted the Cinderella angle. He wanted to see something. He wanted them to give him something to at least look at for Cinderella. All right, but they didn't. They gave him this other angle, which he liked. Okay, and then he got on board with. Okay, I don't know. I, f- I found I found that whole. I don't know. It's a little confusing, John. Can I just make a quick fashion note here? Oh please. Um, when I was watching this episode, Stan's um, they they look like maybe Sansa belt slacks he's wearing in oh, this meeting. Oh my. I mean. Oh, like he's a genie. I don't know. It, like the '60s with the the stretchy waistband and the, uh, I guess maybe an earliest form of a men's jegging. Perhaps. Perhaps um, he is squeezed in those is pants. Horrible. Yeah, he is. He's he, he. They they shoehorned him into wow. those. Anyway, sorry, I just thought I'd make an Folks, go to minute uh, 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 <laughs> seven fifty four, and and that is a sight to be sight to be seen. Oof. He may grant you three wishes. <laughs> well, and speaking of wishes, it looks like Joan may have hers coming true <laughs> as we see her at the door, and who's there? But. Captain Greg Harris, doctor, MD, surgeon. Captain doctor. I don't know why. He's alive, too. He is. And when he walks in, for some reason, at at 824 of the show, I was fascinated with the patch on his left shoulder. Uh The arrow with the sword. I just thought that was neat. Um, I looked it up. I found some similar ones. And that's a Vietnam patch. Not surprising. Is that right? Yeah. The red and the yellow is for Vietnam. The blue is for America. And the sword is the military presence in America. Wow. John. Yeah. Well done. Oh, thank you. So, uh, did you like, I like the little shot, kind of that famous reenactment of the soldier and his bride where she lifts the leg and they drop the camera down. I mean, just an instant. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, that didn't hit me. Yeah. When, until you said it, and then, I guess. But, the camera's uh, a little low there. Well, I think that's the, yeah, that's the. But that shot wasn't that low. But anyway. uh, he, he comes in, he sees baby Kevin, yeah. seems taken. Oh, who isn't? That we kid see, is amazing. We send Grandma Gail out to pick up some necessities, including camera film for the brownie. The brownie, John. She is none too happy. I mean, she 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 has no problem with getting the getting the truck out of there. <laughs> That's right. To let That's things right. happen, John, if you will, right. as it were. And the two of them uh, make way into the back to get reacquainted. Sure, it's important. After a year, yeah, or so. Uh, we then we then find ourselves in the uh, in the kitchen of the office where Don is. Uh, I you know they really do have him looking pretty sick. Yeah, he is sick. He's looking sick, man. And uh, he keeps apologizing for uh, the woman in the elevator and the fact that they can't leave the building without finding running into someone that he's had relations with, as it, as 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 they say. And uh, and she's like, listen, okay, fine. You know what? Stop bringing it up. She gets it. Megan's yeah. not a stupid girl. Uh-uh. The she's one thing okay. she does say is, though, you know, you can't blame that appetite on Betty. You know, that's you. And the fact that you feel guilty makes it even worse. Indeed. Indeed. But uh, he can't go home right now because he's got a meeting, which we'll see in a minute. Mm-hmm. And then he'll go home to try and rest and get feeling better. Sure. I like how, I like how he throws the little ha-ha in there. He's like, Do you, you know, I want to be with you till I die, which could be this afternoon. He's hilarious, John. He if there's is, one he thing, is. he's good he with is. the words, man. Oh my God, wordsmith as it as it is said. Uh, we 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 then go to the Francis household. I guess we have to start calling it the Francis household. Yeah. The Francis household, and uh, we're having lunch with uh, Grandma Pauline, 
and uh, and Sally Draper, and uh, it gets violent, John. Well, Grandma's reading about the murder, about that nurse murder, and uh, she makes a, a comment or a, kind of a gasp, those poor things, and Sally wants, you know, Sally's trying, she's getting into that growing up age, you know, the whole getting older, she wants to know what's going on, and uh, Grandma's like, no, some things aren't for kids, and uh, I think breaks her hand. I think I saw kind of the the bones bend there. I saw. I don't know if you if you look close, you'll see the bones actually are coming out of the skin, and I found <laughs> right. that I found that to be too much. It was too gory. Compound fracture. It's but, all about uh, violence. This episode. It really is. It really is. But uh, yeah, she she says, you know, you have to be respectful. You need rules. And she says there are no rules. Oh, I was wrong. Baby Jean's actually here at the house, not with Betty. Oh God. I think this is a new baby Gene, by the way. I think he's going the way of Bobby. I think he's number two. <laughs> uh, fair enough. But um, but anyways, uh, Paul, uh, Grandma Pauline picks up the paper at the end of the scene. You see the great big title, uh, you know, Nation Hunts Mass Killer. Oh, my God. Uh, so it's really, you know, this had really kind of grabbed the nation. This is one of those stories, kind of like that, uh, the murder down in Florida uh, oh, a sure. few months ago. One of those types of uh, just media things. Sure. Um, and then so we get out of there, back to Joan. Okay, is it weird? I'm sorry. Like, yes. the whole, like, in a negligee, making lunch? I mean, come on. Well, no, he, no, she just got up. Yeah, I And know. he is, he's making mayonnaise sandwiches. It's the middle of the day and your mother is there. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I was it's, it a it's different on, time? It was okay. a different time. It was a different time. You commonly had your Am mom around. Maybe I'm a prude. We, we um. are known to be a little prudish. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. I don't Kate think so. I, we've gotten that. We've gotten that monarchy cur, moniker. <laughs> I'm having a tough time. Moving That's okay. On. But while we're making a sandwich, he sends Gail out for more beer. Honestly, right there, I thought it it meant he was gonna like turn into an alcoholic type of abusive guy. Uh, but no, it just uh, he just wanted some time alone to let Joan know that no, he didn't cheat on her. At least he's not gonna tell us. Uh-huh. But he's got to go back, and he's got to go back for a year, not for the 40 days Joan was anticipating. Oh. Now, at this point, we are led to think that this was commanded of him. That sure. he was being told this is what was going to happen, that he had come to peace with it. He understands he has to do his part yeah. and uh, you know, kind of tries to placate Joan. i got to store up as much of you as possible. Sure. Sure. Yeah, it was a surprise. Uh, but then, I mean, not a surprise. I mean, it's Vietnam, man. Yeah, a lot they're, of people are going to start going that don't want to go. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, he seems to be he seems to be very enamored with the service. Uh, and you know, we do we 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 thank the good doctor for his work. That's right, and that's kind of where that scene ends, and we go from Joan and. Greg over to the presentation to the Butler Shoe Company, where, and I, I did a little bit of reading on this one. I couldn't find anything. There is no Butler is, Shoe Company. Not that I could find. Now that I'm, I'm, I'm sure that may be out there and just maybe a little more obscure, but this could be a you know just for Mad Men Company. Okay. And we get a nice presentation by Ginsburg uh, about their whole you know a woman and her secrets. And they think, hey, you're a genius. They want a European, French-looking girl, and they say sold. And uh, they come up to Ginsburg and say, you know, you really get in their heads. You know women. Yeah. He goes, are you, are you kidding me? They confuse me. And I believe that. That was the most honest line I think I heard <laughs> the whole episode. Yeah. And then he starts in saying, you know, 
we were thinking about doing Cinderella, and one of them says, "Wow, we were actually kind of hoping that." And then, and then uh, Michael says, "Well, it's too dark," and just really launches into this. I know a whole explanation. Yes, he just gets lost in himself. He just really does. And so he finishes with that, and uh, they look at him and look at Don and go, "Let's go with that." Oh man! Oh, not cool, man. We uh, we then we then are at the bar, and Don is like. Uh, don't do that. You know, they've, they'd already, they'd already signed on an idea. Why would you, why would you then just loosely sketch out another one? You know what I mean? Right, right. And I love it. I love it that he, you know, he goes in your heart, you knew it was good. (laughs) Don comes back in my heart. I feel like throwing you in front of a cab. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it happens. It happens to us every once in a while where you, um, you know, you say yes to too many engagements or you know, you invite too many people and you get just overexcited or anxious when you're, you know, like out and you say, oh yeah, we should all do this and whatever. He just got kind of like wrapped up in the moment. Just kind of like, you know. He got overexcited. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. Uh, And that's that's where uh, Ken says, you know, you were almost fired. And Mike, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think you're wrong. Uh, Don then makes a call back to the office. Uh, I believe Megan tells him to go, go the f home, and uh, you know get some rest, <laughs> stop smoking. Don's looking pretty tough. He goes, uh, he goes home and he collapses in bed, and uh, and then we uh, we find ourselves in Roger Sterling's office, and uh, Pete pays a little visit. John, he does. Pete walks in. He says, "Look, Mohawk says that LBJ is scared of forcing the mechanics into arbitration." Because he's worried about losing the labor vote. Now, again, real quick, historic. Mm-hmm. From July 8th to August 19th of 1966, there were five airline companies that were down due to a strike of work for, uh, of workers that were represented by the International Association of Machinists, which represented about 60% of all air travel. But this did not include Mohawk because, like we hear, they have a side deal. So they kept flying and actually got a lot more busy in that little month and a week uh, time frame. Mm. Wow. Well so, done. So Pete says, look, you know, they're going to keep flying and they're going to get a lot busier. Do you have, you know, we just have to review the campaign with them on Monday. And uh, Roger in classic form, oh, yeah, campaign, no problem, ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> we got it and, all done. And walks out the door and we get a great little comical moment where, uh, where Roger sits straight up, damn it, and then <laughs> kind of sneaks down the hall after Pete. Uh, yeah, and heads into Peggy's office and is looking for uh, looking for Gins, and uh, you know Gins Gins isn't Gins isn't there. He's already had his success, and he's probably not coming back to the office. And so he uh, he tries to convince Peggy to go ahead and uh, and do the work, and offers efforts offers her a nice new crisp ten dollar bill. John, <laughs> is this your favorite Peggy scene to date? To date. Pegasus was on fire on this one. Wings fully spread. I mean, just look at how far she's come. From like when she was like Don's secretary. She's got her feet up on the desk. Oh, yeah. She's tossing one back. It's probably, like, what, two, three in the afternoon? I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. She's owning it, man. Uh, we, we love how uh, he, he, it started with 10, and then she uh, ends up uh, taking all the money Roger has. Uh, for a bit, for a whopping four hundred dollars, am I right? No, no, no. no. He offered four hundred. She oh. said, "Give me all of it." And based on our previous episode with Crane, 
He carries about eleven hundred in that pocket. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. That's right. I can't believe it. So she is indeed uh, gonna make it rain. <laughs> I took, Pegasus, make I, it I, rain. I took that. I took that. For, we had, there was a great tweet from our good friend Jen <laughs> that Pegasus will indeed be making it rain later. That's fantastic. And she, you know, and she's gonna take on this work with with nothing. You know, he didn't have a brief. He didn't have an angle. Yeah. Know, so she's got to come up with this on her own over the weekend. Well, and here's the thing, John. If you're, you know, it's the end of the day. She's already at least one drink in. It is tough to turn yourself back around and start working. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Well, no, but I believe it's. Well, I mean, you know, we wouldn't know anything about that because we work in modern times. Oh, this is true. <laughs> this is very true, John. We then. Uh, well, we're we're back at Don's apartment, and there's a knock on the door, and he answers it, and it turns out to be our friend that we saw earlier, Andrea. Andrea uh, uh, steps in, and she apparently is uh, is there for one thing only, John. She, well, she she was saying they didn't get to talk. No, oh, I don't think it's about talking. Don's not but a great talker. It's I'm about tussling, a little tussle. But Don is very adamant. He's like, no, no, no. This is I'm not doing it anymore. I'm I'm a good guy. You That's right. Go. You got to get sh- out of here. He shows her out the back door. Now here's the thing, John. When this all came on, did you not? Obviously, it was a dream, right? No, I I I didn't take it that way. You didn't take it that. I thought I thought for sure. I didn't take it that way. Number one, how would she know where he lives now? And number two, who comes over to see a sick guy? Well, I can. I, I think point one is the most valid. You're Thank right. you. You know, unless she had some access to something that would not be uh, normal. It, yeah. Why? How would she know that? So John, I the Googles, that's... the Googles did not exist at this time. Exactly. Nor exactly. did the Facebooks. Or or many other tools that we have in modern times. Thank you. Uh, and then we get to back to the the Francis Castle, and we get the namesake of the episode, mystery date. Ah, the yes. commercial comes on, the popular board game from 1965. Yes, indeed. Where apparently, I, had you ever heard of this before? I didn't know this was a board game. I think, oh, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I feel like they tried to bring it back in the 90s, because I, I feel like I played this at a sleepover, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah, many years ago. Because what, what I was reading said that, you know, you, you have to somehow assemble a outfit, and then that outfit has yeah, to match Yeah, I feel like there the might have date. even been like a fake telephone involved. Or maybe like a you know fake cell phone at one point. Yeah, I oh. know. I never yeah. played the game, John, but it does sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> but while you... while, while well, Sally is engro- engrossed in the mystery date commercial, uh, Pauline is talking to somebody on the phone about the murders. And once Sally starts paying attention to the conversation, she cuts it short. Uh, and then we then man, what what did you think about this? The conversation on strictness rules and her father kicking her across the room oh yeah i thought it was great <laughs> you thought it was great i thought it was great man i mean that, 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 I, she appreciated it she learned a lesson john and that's what it's all about now listen i'm not a parent and i don't know what i'm doing but it does seem as if she benefited from that random kicking across <laughs> across said in, living room in what way <laughs> Uh, that she knew to watch out for that kind of thing. Well, and, Sal- and Sally fear. doesn't. It's called yeah. Number one, it's still a little fear. Number two, she uh, you know always keeps one eye open, as it were. You know, at the end of the episode where she has that knife, 
Do you think she would have done that if she hadn't been kicked across the room? No, she wouldn't have. But Pauline, she's a tough bitch, and she uh, she knows she knows what to look out for. <laughs> just say enough. no to domestic violence, Paul. I, I don't think I don't think that even qualifies. That's just that's <laughs> that that is a teachable moment. Wow. All right. It's, somebody's got to take the completely ridiculous side of every <laughs> argument, and I like to be that person. You succeeded. Thank you, you argue it so well. Thank you. Uh, we then find ourselves at a, a little pizza joint or a little Italian place um, in Manhattan with uh, the good doctor, his family, uh, or his parents, uh, and then um, his other family uh, that he's helped create. Uh, things start to get a little weird, John. Well, so Greg's parents, the mother especially, is just very upset, very distraught, saying, you know, I just, I can't, I can't take this. This is, this is, what is going on? And Joan, who's under the impression he had been pressed into service, is, look, he's, you know, he's facing this with great valor. We should support him. Uh, the Gail says, well, can't you get somebody to talk him out of it? And I'm like, what do you mean talk him out of it? Talk him out of, you know, choosing to do this? And then, oh, it hits the fan. Oh, good geez. Joan now figures out that, no, he was not pressed or recalled or whatnot. He volunteered. He, uh, he looks at her and says, they need me. She doesn't even get a chance to respond because she has to whip out a cigarette, which is, I guess, the mandatory action when a accordion comes by. <laughs> that seemed a little, uh, a little too intense. Do you know that she used to play the accordion, John? Are you aware? I am. Joni used to do that, as they say. <laughs> Uh, this this does not bode too well for the good doctor. I think I think she's a little upset. I think she's a lot upset, and for good reason. One, he wasn't even truthful with her when he told her. No. And two, you know, at this point in time, he's choosing to be now, away John, from her and his his kind of son well, for a year. Presumably, yeah. Now, John, uh, you're a doctor. Mm. Uh, if you were called into service, right. would uh, would you had gone back? As a volunteer? As a volunteer, then. No way. That's craziness, right? But that's 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 just me personally. That's true. That's I think true. I think the worst part about this though isn't the fact that he volunteered, and it's not even the fact that he didn't tell her the right way. He just he didn't ask her. Now here's the thing, John, and that comes up here in a little bit. So he was kind of a failure as a real doctor, but now he's in the uh, he's in the military, uh, right. and he's kind of a big shot. Do right. you think that's why he volunteered? Because finally, well, of course, that's uh, why he volunteered. He's not a he's not a gigantic loser. And again, I think that's kind of the crux of what we hear in their uh, ang- angry conversation in a little bit. Yep. Yes, indeed. Uh, we then move on to uh, Pegasus. God, that is such a great nickname, <laughs> Pegasus. Uh, working late in the office, and you know everyone's a little freaked out after this. Uh, horrible uh murder that's happened and she yes. hears a little thing going on um, in the office hello is anyone there hello hello she starts walking around she goes into don's office and who's there but dawn yeah it's her it, it's it's her office right no it's not john that's don's oh, office this my is dawn. mistake this is dawn dawn say it like that dawn no you 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 can do that the uh but, <laughs> but yes dawn is in there and we find out that you know it's uh the murders, yes, those happen, but also there's a lot of unrest going on. Uh, again, one more time to the history books. The month earlier in Chicago, there was a riot of the Puerto Rican community in Chicago, same place where these murders were. 
uh, when a young Puerto Rican was shot, apparently unfair. And then this month, July, there's a large uh, amount of riots uh, from African Americans in Cleveland in the, uh, in the Hoff riots. So a lot of civil unrest throughout the country. And Peggy's boyfriend, Abe, mm. is out covering these. Uh, the riots apparently went on some, t- some amount in Chicago. Again, the, the, uh, the Cleveland ones made big news. And so this, this is kind of what Dawn is talking about as far as the whole safety thing. This Whereas is true. Peggy is more thinking about the murders as a safety thing. Now, Peggy uh, I become, uh, d- does an, an incredibly kind uh, action and asks uh, Dawn to come back. Uh, as, you know what? You're going to stay at my house, Dawn. Let's now, do this. Do you think this is entirely because she's a, a bottle of whiskey in? No, I don't think so at all. I, I think, think I so. think Peggy is uh, she's a nice she's a nice girl, or she can be. She can be. And uh, you know, uh, she's like you know this 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 girl's in trouble. I'm gonna help her out. Um, and it was very nice. Now n- n- next we 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 go back to Don's apartment. He is asleep, but he is woken up by his uh, by his lady friend. What's her name again? Ginger. Andrea. Andrea. I was close. <laughs> Andrea, and this time, Andrea's playing for keeps, John. Yeah, apparently Don did not lock the door behind her. Oh, no. And she comes She comes in the back door, and apparently she says she wants it fast. Fast and loose, as they say, John. And, you know, Don can only take so much before, uh, before he just gives in. And apparently and, uh, this is that port? He, have, he, have, he has reached his breaking point. And well, the, the the tussle is on. We then uh, quickly uh, get back to the uh, Francis household, where uh, Sally Draper has gotten a hold of the newspaper that was not meant to rhyme, and uh, and and read the the horrible story uh, of the of the awful uh, murdering. And it is genuinely, uh, as a child would be, and as any human would be, freaked out. And uh, we kind of see her. Uh, 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 get to that point. We then flash even, uh, e- even, even quicker back to uh, Pegasus's apartment, which is a shit show. John, I don't know if you noticed this. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I see there some, is crap everywhere. There's crap everywhere. There's some nice wall hangings. We do have a picture of a uh, of uh, JFK. You know what that looks like? That looks like yarn art. Above There's some her. yarn art above, <laughs> above her couch. Her um, <laughs> picture of the president, as we all have in well, our apartment. The deceased president, uh, and uh, you know, uh, just clothes uh, uh, scattered. Now, uh, as we know, she's already a few in, but they're uh, having a couple of Rheingolds, which I will uh, uh, call out as a uh, local New York beer. And when I first moved to the city, it was the cheapest beer at the bar you could get. Even at like eleven or twelve at night, Rheingold was still three three bucks a bottle, and it is bad. <laughs> and uh, in, in, in her inebriated state, Peggy's trying to, I guess, talk with Dawn, finds out a little bit about her, that she lives with her mother and her 19-year-old brother, and uh, starts talking about, you know, what are we going to, you know, what you're going to talk about Dawn, and she's like, well, it's just, you know, just don't tell him I was sleeping there. I don't want to find that out. Sure. Peggy launches into some self-introspection, talking about how, you know, she started as a secretary, she was discovered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and has worked as a copywriter, you know, asks if she has to act like a man, or if she does, 
you know, and just uh, you can see that there's there's definitely some bitterness about her her situation. And she does come off as a bit inebriated. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. And she, you know, she, and she, I guess she's trying to be sympathetic. She's like, I know we're not in the exact situation, but, you know, (laughs) no, no, you're not. Things are a little different. Yeah. Things are a little different. But yes, she was right. She was the only one. She was treated very prejudiced for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, she's, she's, I guess, got that in common. Indeed, indeed, John. But then the the the, the whole crux of this uh, uh, little visit uh, comes to a head when wait is that is is that is that that's English? an it's coming is up it, just is that a minute. different part oh, different part come on okay well moving on we then find a little Sally Draper coming downstairs uh, at the uh, creepy mansion to talk to uh, Pauline. I really thought Pauline was gonna uh, choke on a bugle. <laughs> oh my god, it was so hilarious that she had the bugles out, was it not? Yes. Like, thank you, Matt Weiner, for putting those bugles in her paws. Because it was Has there a... been a surge on bugle sales from the last week? I want to know that. If you can find them, people are buying them. Oh, bugles are flying off the shelves. They're dusting the them off. Had a bugle? They're dusting them off. Have you ever had I, a bugle? We talked in the last episode. Did you not listen to the last episode? Uh no, I listened to all of them. Good. Uh, well, you might have just missed it. I've had a resurgence of bugles in my life. Oh. Uh, for some reason, they've been showing up at the office. And may I say, folks, bugles are delicious. Really? Yeah, they're, they may be a little... A little salty. Maybe a little oversalted. I was just yeah. going to say that. A little oversalted. But, I mean, other than that... They're in the Frito family, no? Buy yourself a bag. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, and, and enjoy. So Sally's, somehow Sally's able to separate her in the bugle bag. And, yes. Uh, and we see, we see a large butcher knife. Hey, uh, I sleep with one every night, John. All right. Uh, but but uh, what did you think about Pauline's uh, dialogue here describing Listen, this event? I think, I think Pauline's attitude was, oh, you want to be grown up? Let's be grown up. This is not the era where they sugarcoated everything like they do now. So this is true. You know, true. a little bit of honesty go along. A little bit of truth can go a long way. I think it was, you know, I think it was good because, uh, you know, Sally's at the age where she's starting to kind of wonder, and you know, I mean, she's gonna but read th- about it is... and find out about it on her own. Like, you yeah. Know. But this is what I didn't understand because just just earlier in the show, she gets her hand broken, saying that you know, there's certain things that aren't for children. Right, but she, I mean, and Sally here, said, Pauline is saying, but Sally you know, said that she had, she had read, read it already. So I think that's right. why Pauline was going to be tough on it. Right. She's but then like, okay. The, right, right here when she brings up the, the whole, the sexual nature of this, you know, and, and Sally's like, you know, lusting, you know, what is that? What are you talking about? She's like, you're old enough to know. Like, well. Yeah, that, that was the thing. Be... You want to be an adult? Let's be an adult. Let's do this. Pauline so, style. So after she kind of goes into this really uh, almost lurid description of the events, Sally's like, I'm really scared now. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen? And, and Grandma goes, well, you know how to take a pill? <laughs> yeah. Break, breaks out uh, her, her personal bottle of Secanol, which is a, a barbiturate patented in 1934, used for sleep and anxiety, uh, was widely abused at this time in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> but disappeared with the advent of the more commonly abused medicines like Xanax and Valium. <laughs> but, right. uh, but this was a big, this is what uh, Julie Garland overdosed on. Really? Is that right? Yeah. 
Well done, John. And so this is, you know, I mean, this this could be kind of, uh, it could be, you know, where the pill popping begins. You know, we were talking about maybe Betty and her diet pills. This could be oh, an entry Sally. for uh, Sally and some chemicals as well. Oh, man. No, I don't think Sally will get hooked on the on the prescription jugs. It's, it's difficult for a child to get their hands on those. That's what they always say. Okay, John. Okay. Uh, can we talk about, uh, can we talk about what happens next with Joan? And the doctor, and the and the, the yelling, and the whatnot, rage. and the hey hey. Yeah. Oh, there's an inappropriately, uh, inappropriate fight. I think Jones angry. Sure. And instead of either making a comment on his position or seeing her side, Greg heads out for a drink with the boys. I mean, but that's what he likes now. The boys, right? Because he's right? The, he's the head guy. Yeah. He's Dr. Right. Captain. And the whole, uh, the whole, I have my orders, you have your orders. That probably doesn't sit real well. No, no I, don't, I, w- I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think that would, that would fly, especially with Joan. No, no, she doesn't take orders. John, uh, now we get back to Peggy's place. This was an awesome, awkward scene. This incredibly, was fantastic. it took me a minute to be like, wait, what, be- what's going on? Like, what? Why are they? Yeah. Because oh. if you, if, if we go back to when she finds Dawn. Um, you know, she offers to pay for a taxi cab because she goes, I'm finally carrying exactly. a lot of money. I'm flush as That's right. Yes, I know. And so they, they've, had a nice, they've had a nice time. They've had a good talk. She gets her some beddings. Yeah. You know, the, everything seems great. And then she just, she just stares at that purse for like too, too many counts. And it kind of ruins it. Oh, it does. It's so sad. It's so sad because, I mean, Dawn just seems like the nicest person ever. She and then knows. Peggy, Peggy has to go and be, uh, be a crazy white lady. Well, I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. And do you think that had something to do with the booze? Do you think if she was sober, she just would have grabbed everything and cleaned up as if it was just normal? Um, I don't know. That she was just moving slower because of like, the alcohol. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on her side and say, yeah, it was all the booze. She would have, she, because she, she's a, she's a, she's a smooth lady. You know what I mean? Like she, she knows how to talk the talk. She certainly could have handled that better. I think if she hadn't been slowed by the uh, by the alcohol, by the Rheingold, by the Rheingold, and the and the whiskey, but uh, but Dawn does a great job, you know, in her face. She's just like, uh, you know, just yeah. hurt. Yeah. And Ben Peggy can't, you know, fake her way out of it by grabbing the beer bottles. I mean, there's no way out of that. There's no way out of that. But uh, so you want to you want to take us into the apartment? Oh man! So uh, we get back to Don's place. And, uh. Gotta choke a bitch. Gotta choke a bitch sometimes, Kate. Uh, what's her name again? Ginger. No, it's not. Oh, Andrea. 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 I'm sorry, I can't remember this name. Andrea. Is it Andrea or Andrea? Andrea. Andrea? (laughs) Andrea comes back in the room, clearly after the tussle has gone down, and, uh, says to Don, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna meet again. We're gonna do this quite often. Maybe not here at the house, but, uh. Maybe at a hotel. And Don is like, listen, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And John, it gets a little rough and tumble. Oh, just rough. There's not much tumble. Well, there's a little tumble because we do end up on the floor. Right. Um, and uh, Don is uh, choking her pretty, pretty much to death. Yeah. Uh, exactly to death. And then uh, what, what is commonly done with dead bodies, you just, uh, you, uh, just kind of push them under the bed and hope when you wake up, they're gone. Well, let me get your thought on this. So uh, mid-choke, mid-strangle, yeah. 
they come, they bring the shot down, and all we see is her feet. And there's only one shoe on. Yeah. And I was wondering if you thought this was like a purposeful uh, lean back to when Ginsburg went into the Cinderella thing with the girl with the one shoe on. Oh, wow, John. Well done. Well, that is deep. Well done, John. You've done it again. <laughs> I took it to uh, a different place. Uh, I took it to uh, a Wizard of Oz type situation <laughs> where uh, you landed on a witch and her feet are hanging out. But no, no, oh, uh, from underneath the house. Yeah. No ruby slippers. No. No, but, but they but they are they're, they're orangish. Yeah. I just thought that was that played so well, you know, where, where, when Ginsburg was saying how dark the scene was, yeah. and how you know how she wants Damn to be it. caught. Um, yeah, I just thought that was also. Can I cool. say this about this scene? Right, I'd like to. Okay, so if she represents Don's cheating ways, and he kills her, does that mean that he's really put that behind him? Like he's put that demon to rest. I would, I would say yes. Uh, they actually do. I don't know if you watch the little six-minute behind-the-scenes of the shows on the iTunes. I don't. But that, that is what uh, John Hamm makes a comment to that effect. That, yes, this is actually saying he has gotten, he has pushed beyond that point, and it took a violent act to do it, but it's now gone. Uh, I would like to note that I did not see that and still came to that conclusion. Well done. And would, and would like the credit to go along with it. John. That's one for you there, Paul. Thank you, my friend. We uh, we get back to the uh, Francis household, and we find uh, Grandma Pauline uh, maybe dead Yeah. Uh, on, uh, on the couch uh, with the knife next to her. Uh, uh, Henry Francis tries to wake her up, and there's no, no doing. <laughs> Apparently, she took the rest of the bottle, John. Um, and they're looking for Sally. And uh, we find her, uh, she's, she's hidden underneath the couch under uh, the n- knife-wielding uh, Pauline. But again, that's, what, that's what, why I think the show is so great. You have all of these things that come into play with most scenes. You know, Sally yep. was under the couch, just like the woman that survived the murders was under the bed. Yep. And we just saw the dead woman being shoved under the bed. Yeah, it's all intertwined, man. It's a deep uh, tapestry of, uh, of, of, of stories. That's well woven. Well woven very tightly. Very tightly, John. Uh, we get back to uh, Don's house. He's waking up in the morning. Lo and behold, there's not a dead woman under the bed, thankfully. And uh, Megan comes in and, and says, you know, I was really worried about you. You were, in a, you were in a bad way. And he's like, you know what, though? I'm all right. You know what I'm worried, though? I'm worried that, like, she'll be cleaning or, the, you know, the, the people will be cleaning. And they'll find that orange earring on the floor. Oh, that's what you got to find. And yeah. I'm like, did it happen? Or didn't did it? Did it not happen? Whose orange earring was that? Yeah. Was it mine? Well, that's, but but what he's trying, he tries to reassure her that, you know, both physically from his ailment as well as, you exactly. know, emotionally from, uh, from the whole infidelity thing. He's good. You don't have to worry. I don't know if she completely buys it right now. Uh, he, no, probably not. I mean, who would? Uh, but John, we we get back over to uh, Jones, Jones' house. I think there was uh, a collective cheer on this scene. Yeah, there was. There was. There was. Uh, long story short, the doctor gets the boot. If you're gonna go back to Nam, you're not coming back here, pal. Paraphrasing. And she hits him with a great zinger. You know, I've, I'm glad the 
Army makes you feel like a man because I am tired of trying. Oh, man. Oh, that was good. I'll tell you what, she will put you down. Good God. Sharp and tongue on her, John. Now, th- I, th- I just found this funny because I didn't think this was the way the argument usually worked when Greg, you know, yells at her, if I walk out that door, it's over. Like, th- isn't that usually the other way where the person usually sitting there is like, if you walk out that door, it's over? And usually, yeah. And I feel like usually it's a woman doing that, not a man. Right. Don't tell Dr. Greg how to fight, John, please. Yeah, he, yeah, he probably uh, he probably cheats. It's all he's got left. It's all he's got. We then uh, flashback to uh, Pegasus's place, and uh, she has a, a nice little note from Dawn that says, "Thank you for your hospitality. I'm sorry uh, if I if I put you out, uh, Dawn," uh, which is very nice. Well, but also makes Peggy feel terrible. Yeah, as she should. Right, as she should. And then we see um, the only little bit of family. That Joan has left, uh, her, her 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 baby and her uh, inappropriate mother, kind of all squeezed into one bed, taking a little afternoon nap. John, with some kind of sirens going off. Were there sirens? Yeah. Oh, well, it's New York. And that's it. That's the end of the episode, John. Oh my goodness, I am exhausted. I think you did a great job, though. All that research. Can you believe it? Yeah. Well done. That was great. As always. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I, I think, uh, I don't have it in front of me here, but I think this last song I was reading was f- fascinating. It's, it's, it's about um, domestic abuse, uh, where he hit me and it felt like a kiss is the yes. song. And apparently the producer of the song actually got busted for uh, either murder or domestic abuse. Oh lord! So even their like even their song selections, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I love the the ending song on all these episodes. They're always great. They're always pretty good. Always Indeed. great. Indeed. John. Yeah. We have been getting emails and comments and Facebooks and iTunes and everything like cray. That which is which is crazy. Yes. Minus the Z. Right, because I'm Why? I'm exhausted tonight. I can't I can't be bothered by the Z. Uh, should I open the mailbag? Do you want to run through things, or should we just forget about it? Oh, let's do it. Okay. One, two, three. We'll try and get through these. We might do a little bit of abbreviating, but we got so that's, many. I think that's really good. Exciting. This was a lot of fun. A lot of to, fun to see all this interest. Um, and we also got some comments from last show, as you'd expect. So. Uh, we'll start with our friend Jamie from Minneapolis, Minnesota. You know, that's kind of center of the country at the top. Uh, Not familiar. Okay. Uh, but just uh, thinks that our interaction is hilarious, play off each other uh, very well. Uh, really liked what you said about uh, Megan's dress hurting your face. It did. Uh, that, that was pretty good. Um, but a uh, very entertaining podcast and likes the ice noise. Thank you. Yes. Uh, we got one from Sean. Uh, you guys are hilarious. Um, I'm jealous I don't have a brother to recap with. So Aww. it is. It's great to recap with you. Um, she found it funny that you didn't know where Fire Island was. Hey, you know what? Back <laughs> you off. Know where Fire Island is? It's around her somewhere. <laughs> That's what I said. Good lord. Oh, okay. Where is it, Kate? Geographically. Long Island. Oh, where? How far? North. Well, maybe. <laughs> but okay. uh, but but John points out that you know, as with most things, this is a lot about change, and really shows with Betty. You know, she had a lot of change last episode. Um, you know, she changed her sex habits by having it. She changed her weight by getting fat. You know, she changed her health by getting <laughs> cancer. Um, 
you know, um, she even had some nice time with Sally there at the end. Yeah, as uh, long as ice cream's involved. Uh, and definitely thinks that the, the show is kitch- kittens, is, uh, is, is not kittens. Well, the show's not kittens. The show's not kittens, but thinks that your ice crunching is kittens. Oh, yeah. You know what, folks? It seems like everybody uh, emailed in with some kind of opinion on the ice epidemic. Here's the thing. Apparently, it's okay for me to rattle the ice in my glass, but if I, if, 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 if I crunch on the ice in my mouth, yep. uh, it makes people angry. Hmm. Um, but so, not everybody. Not, not every human, but uh, the large amount of the folks that listen to us. So I, I've done my best to this episode to not uh, chew any ice. Although I feel like we've made lots of other noises. <laughs> uh, very good. We, uh, Dan from San Francisco, j- drop a line, let you know how happy I am to be downloading the show, and really appreciate the new great website. Oh, my God. Thank you. Great job. Oh, jeez. Uh, we got this from a couple of people. The uh, The thin paper is a certain type of typing paper. It's typing paper. Um, and also had written in... Um, do you, uh, this, this is from Jen saying, you know, do you think that Megan's uh, uh, hiding something when in the last episode she said that, you know, she didn't have the best acting ability? So do you think Megan has some kind of deep hidden secret? Hmm. No, I think she's pretty surface level. She's not old enough to have any awful secrets. You think so? Oh, I don't know. That's just what I'm saying. All right. Uh, we got one from Doc Leo from Washington, D.C. It says, Dear John and the other guy. Thank you. That's nice. That's real nice. I would like to point out, because I I feel like a lot of people like to write in and call me the other guy, or Captain Stupid, or Little Kittens, or Paul Giamatti Face. Uh, uh, Listen, folks. I have, here on my desk is the big red button to destroy this show, all right? I'm the guy that poses it to the Intertron and keeps it all uh, afloat, okay? So let's, let's lay off on the other guy talk. Right, John. Great job. Okay. Um, also says that the uh, you know the the paper was a common uh, typing paper at that time. Remembers using uh, using it to type out high school term papers. So Doc Leo was saying that she really likes the uh, the show uh, because it reminds her of being young, um, but didn't keep it up the sleeve like Ginsburg. That's a shame. Uh-oh. Apparently, was saying that there is a difference between sunken living rooms and conversation pits. It's not the same. Thank you for nitpicking. <laughs> and I did not see this, but points out that uh, Newsweek had a Mad Men issue that was full of 60s style ads. It was really cool. Yep. You can check it out. I, I, did you see it? I missed it. I did see it. Yeah, it was cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so th- thank you uh, from Washington. Uh, Mike from Omaha, Nebraska. Just wanted to say how much it loves this show. Started off listening to Tomorrowland and filled the void with the gap after season four. Started listening to uh, the shows from the beginning and is uh, a big fan. Oh, good. So uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, we got uh, Denise from San Diego. San Diego, fantastic. San Diego, California. Uh, was wondering if Don had quit smoking after the first two episodes. Sadly, no. Still a smoker. Uh we got our good friend, Dr. Phil, in Orlando. Okay. Uh, happy that we're oh, not fighting anymore. Um, thought there would be more celebration at the thought of a buddy monster death. No, we wouldn't wish that on anybody. I was. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, thinks that, uh, that uh, Ginsburg will be a genius and Peggy will struggle not to take credit for his work. 
which could be, that could be interesting. That's fair. Uh, feels that Pete Campbell will be haunted by three ghosts. Uh, the ghost of Rapey Pete past, uh, <laughs> the ghost of uh, uh, Pete present, and die of a, sl- a slow, painful death from syphilis he contracts from <laughs> from puppying, which uh, apparently is his version of kittens for <laughs> cheating on his wife. Oh, all right. All so right. if you cheat on your wife, it's called puppying? Puppying. We can work. Puppying? We can. We can work yeah, that we're out. We're gonna work that uh, out, yeah, Phil. Yeah. But I appreciate the effort. Uh, we got. We got a letter from our friend Mrs. Tilden Katz. I couldn't believe it. The Mankin. The Mank. Uh, hello, gentlemen. On your last program, you questioned the type of uh, paper for Ginsburg. I thought you should know it. Uh, the stationery department at Mankins has an excellent selection of onion skin typewriting paper. How's that selling these days, the Mank? Uh, yeah, that's why she doesn't make a lot of money. Both uh, erasable and non-erasable works well with carbon paper. And so, again, it was an interesting way to kind of make duplicates uh, mm-hmm. back at the time. Uh, we got Troy, Troy from Tampa, Florida writes in. I'm so oh, happy. Yeah, uh, after far too long wait to have Mad Men back, uh, I relish every episode. Love the live tweeting. Oh, great. I'm mainly writing to let Hugh and Phil in Florida know that they aren't alone. <laughs> hug. You're not, you're not alone, Hug. You're not alone, buddy. But uh, even though he's in Tampa, no one else he knows uh, watches the show. That's why he likes tweeting. It's like watching it with somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's amazing how many people have this uh, have this um, quandary where they don't know people that know the show. Yeah, it's uh, a shame. Stacy from uh, Michigan wants to thank us for helping her through her 17-hour car ride with five kids. You're welcome. Five kids, Stacy. Yeah. Five kids on a car on a seventeen hour car ride. Is that necessary? Did you lose a bet? <laughs> Are you in prison? What I don't understand. Make a run for it, maybe. Yeah, she wanted to. Are, Are you an astronaut? <laughs> it's a one percenter, John. She 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 wanted to point out that uh, thought maybe we missed the whole generation gap awkwardness at the Heinz dinner. Uh, no. Between, uh, it took away Megan's blurting out Don's marital status and her identification with the Stones. Pointed out that she's young. Um, you know, and Don didn't ditch his secretary for the uh, ditch his wife for the little young secretary. Uh, then revis- revisited when Don was uh, at the concert and looking old. You know, compared to the young girls that were there. Although I think Megan would have looked old to those girls. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Those girls were like fifteen. Yeah, that was a little crazy. Megan looks like a lady. Yeah, it's a lit hair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we got one from Ellen in Boulder, Colorado. There's nothing like. A little cheesy accordion music to break the tension when your douchebag rapey husband has just told you <laughs> that he's volunteered for another tour of duty in Vietnam. Can I tur- say something here? Yeah. I had no idea there was so much backlash on Dr. Greg. Oh, nobody's ever liked him. Are you uh, kidding? After after he raped her? Well, yeah, you're right. Okay. Maybe I'd just forgotten. <laughs> and, she, and she throws that in his face here. You know, he, she actually pulls that out, which I think was great. Well done. Um... And turns out Henry Francis' judgmental and conventional mother actually has a butcher's knife and a bottle of barbiturates up her sleeve. Uh, we got uh, Kathy from West Vancouver, British Columbia, one of our Canadian friends. Oh, yeah. Hello, Canada. Uh, it really takes you out of the show when a character is coughing. I have to agree with her. If, a ca- if anybody in a TV or movie ever coughs, it, like, it means something terrible is going on. Oh, Whereas, like, right. That's if true. You, if you cough in real life, like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but uh, feels that the, the, the cough is kind of the device um, that was used uh, to bring about the whole hallucination and the whole thing, the strangling to you know, show that he's getting rid of that part of his life. 
Uh, she felt it, it reminded her of the murder scene in Hitchcock's Frenzy. I'm not. Do you know Frenzy? I'm not familiar. Um, again, thinks it's well done, but just felt that the the whole illness coughing was a kind of forced manner of introducing it. Okay. But loves the podcast, okay. and that uh, that puts a little bow on this really great mailbag. Great big mailbag, but boom. Well done, John. You always do a great job you guys with the have mailbag. Some very insightful listeners. I have oh, to say, we have the best listeners out really there. Really good people out there. It's ridiculous. We've got the smartest group listening to i'm sure they're like just wonderful attractive lovely awesome people okay <laughs> thank thank you uh, so uh so john uh let's just let's just go over the the things people need to know listen guys if you want to email us and you want to have dr john answer you because he answers every single one of these you can mail us at staff at madmenrecap.com that goes to both john and i and i often skim them and John often reads them. So send that out. Now, I'm guessing you've heard a lot of people talk about how we live tweet during the show. And I'm going to be honest with you, every single one of you, it is a great time. We have lots of fun. And people write some funny, funny stuff. So uh, go to Twitter. Get the app or do it on the, do it on the online. We're at Mad Men Recap. It's all one word. And uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to have good times there with you. And lastly... Uh, we're on the Facebooks, John. No, this is not lastly. We're also on the Facebooks at Mad Men Recap. Check that out. It's a good old time. And then, if that's not, if, 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 if that wasn't enough for you, and you're some kind of weirdo and you need one more, we also have madmenrecap.com, our website, where you can leave a comment, and I will get back to you. That's right. And, John, ever since we mentioned on the last episode that that was the best way to contact me, not a lot of comments. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. It kind of died down. Not a, not a lot of comments. Okay. I got a little sad. Hey, folks, if there's anybody out there that really loves Paul on the show, leave a comment. I'll get right back to you. We can, we, we, we can both rejoice in how funny I think I am. <laughs> and and uh, I know that was a great list. One very last thing. We got a couple of really, really nice comments on the iTunes all right. Um, I don't know if you've seen what we've started, Paul, but since our little program here has kicked into being, we've it, it's exploded on the iTunes. There are now no less than 10 podcasts devoted to Mad Men. Are you kidding me? I'm not. There's 10 Mad Men podcasts? Yes. Ten? Are, are they all better than us? I'm sure they think so. There were just four the other day. I know. Mm-hmm. It has exploded. Wow. So, uh, and unfortunately, we've gotten bounced off of the front page of the podcasts. What? Yeah. So, if you're going to find us, you have to click on the podcasts under Mad Men, and we're like the fifth one listed. You know, but, I did see I, I did see an email or there was a comment where someone alerted me to the fact that the other Mad, Ca- Mad Men uh, uh, podcasts are stealing our shtick, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're they using our nicknames. They're stealing our shtick. Listen, folks, don't, don't, don't spend your time with a cheap imitation. Come here. Just come home to the Mad Men recap. And we appreciate it if you do. But, <laughs> Thank you, uh, but again, we love, the, we love the iTunes comments. They're a blast. They're always so much fun to read. Indeed. And that is that. That has to end it, John. I'll tell you what. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm exhausted on this one. I'm going to come back next week. Rested and refreshed. Rested and raring to go. Well, I'm sure you did a great job tonight. You fought through it. Thank you. Wonderful work. We'll talk to you later, John. 
Good night. Good night, Kay. Bye-bye.